Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Well, if you were here on Sunday, then you know we started a new series called Epic Faith, which I think is an epic title for something as cool as faith. I think it needs it because faith truly is epic. You know, you look, if you read Hebrews chapter 11, which is what we looked at on Sunday, and you read about the people who the Bible says, these are the people who had great faith. You're like, wow, there's some crazy stuff that happened in the Bible. You know, it talks about shutting the mouth of lions and, you know, uh, killing giants and all the things that the people in the Bible did with epic faith. But it's important for us to know as believers that we can have that kind of faith and see God move in our lives in power when we do have faith. It's our, uh, you know, it's God's heart for us that we would be people of faith. And we read a verse on Sunday that really uh, helps us understand a foundation for how do we live with epic faith? Because if you're gonna be a person that has faith, a person that sees God move in your life, then you're gonna have to understand some foundational things. Tonight, I wanna talk to you about epic, the epic care of God, that God cares. Because we can read scriptures and we can feel like, oh, okay, yeah, God's out there or God's distant or God's big. But unless we meditate on what that actually means, then we can miss the fact of the powerful uh, application that uh, that has for our lives. And especially when we're in a place like this where we're praying. Because if we don't understand the foundation, then we can be praying for like uh, the people in the church when Jody was leading us in prayer for that. And we can be thinking, yeah, I don't even know if God hears me. I don't know if God knows uh, uh, who I'm talking about. You know, you can have all these kinds of doubts. uh, And that's not where the power is. The power is when we believe God and have faith. So how do we get there? And there's a scripture we read on Sunday in Hebrews chapter 11. It says this, by faith... We understand the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So what we see now was made out of the invisible by God, that the universe was created by God. We understand that by faith. Now, as we walk through another passage tonight in Isaiah, I think it will help you understand why this is so important for a time like this. Why this is so important for us to have faith in our daily lives as believers. Because isn't that what we need? You know, I don't wanna just have faith when I'm in the prayer meeting. I wanna have faith on a Thursday, you know? When I'm doing life, when I got the kids, when, I, when something happens with one of them and you're like, man, God, we need your help with this, God. You know, I, wanna be, I wanna be full of faith because faith moves the heart of God. So if you want to live like that, then you have to understand this. Now, when we think about the universe, I don't know how much time you've been thinking about the universe, but it's kind of important if you're going to think about God because God is so big and the universe kind of helps us understand the bigness of God. And and when you look at the universe, I'm going to give you a couple facts about it. There'll be a lot of fun, I promise. Uh, Astronomers tell us that there are 100 billion stars in a galaxy And so 100 billion stars, you think of that, and there are 100 million galaxies in known space, all right? So we put up, we're gonna put up a couple galaxies so you can kind of get a visual here. So you got 100 billion stars in a galaxy, 100 billion, yeah, and 100 100 million galaxies, all right. Don't, I'm not lost, I promise. I promise I'm not. I don't need, I don't even need these notes up here. So if you're, you know, just give me a mess with you. No. So we gotta, I'm gonna say it again so we all get it, okay? Because I got it, I got it, but I'm gonna say it for you, it's for your benefit. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, there are 100 billion stars in a galaxy. Okay, that's 100 billion. And there are 100 million galaxies. Now, 100 billion, 100 million, that's a quintillion. All right? Can I get a cheer for saying that word? Hello. Now that's mind blowing. Now Einstein said, okay, catch this. Uh, I'm going to have to read this one too. <laughs> Einstein theorized that total space, total space is a billion times greater than known space. Okay. Pause. So we know about, let's, let's do it like this with hand gestures. <laughs> we know about this much space. This is how much we know about space. Okay. And total space is a hundred billion times greater than known space. So the total space that is actually out there is a hundred billion times greater than this. All right. So that would be a quintillion times a billion, which would look something like this. And that's how many stars that we can theorize that there are. Isn't our God amazing? Isn't our God amazing? I can't even read to you the numbers and our God knows all of it and made all of it. And so then we think about that. We understand that by faith. How does that help us? Well, in Isaiah chapter 40, Isaiah writes this. He says, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, and say this, my way is hidden from the Lord and my right is disregarded by my God. The message says it like this. My God has lost track of me. He doesn't care about what happens to me. So instantly, you know, the first thing I want you to see is the power of God because, and we can keep this scripture up because instantly you see how this works. Why, why do you say, now, I know you guys are all super spiritual, even those watching online, and you never think that God isn't, doesn't care. And you never think that God's lost track of you or God's not paying attention. And I'm saying that completely sarcastically because every single person thinks that. Every single person has moments in their lives where they're like, where is God and what is happening? Or does God even know? Does God even care? Or it just feels like, I don't, where is God in all this, you know? And what we can't do if we're going to walk by faith is draw the conclusion off of what we see that God has lost track of us. And that's where we go back and we have to say what's foundational in our belief. What kind of God do we believe in? Do we believe in the God who created heaven and earth? Or are we just kind of like, yeah, I believe in, in God. Because if we believe in the God who created the whole universe, then God losing track of us doesn't make any sense at all. And Isaiah actually brings this to light. He says in verse 28, have you not known, have you not heard the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint. He doesn't get tired. His understanding is unsearchable. I.e., God hasn't lost track of you. He's not confused. He's not worried. And, and he's not like, oh, I missed that detail in your life. God doesn't do that. God created everything. And the God who can do all of that can definitely keep track of you. He's powerful. 
And the writers of scripture understood it's really important that we understand that. That's foundational to being a person of faith. You know, you can think, well, I want, I, I, yes, yeah, to know that God cares or to know, to draw near to God, we need to focus on his care, which is definitely, you can see it as like opposites or like that, that powerful part of who God is might put some distance between you and God. But actually it does the opposite because if you know God created the universe, then you can have this sense, God, you don't lose track of people and you definitely haven't lost track of me. And the writers of scripture say, you know, they're all the time they're reminding us of this. In Acts, Luke writes this, he says, the God who made the world and everything in it, being the Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. This is Paul talking. Paul also writes in Colossians chapter one, he says, he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, talking about Jesus, for by him, all things were created in heaven and earth. So this is chapter one of what he's writing to the Colossians and what's he say, hey, here's the foundation. Hey, if you're going to be a Christian and you're going to walk with God, you're going to need to understand this because this is critical that you understand God created everything, everything visible and visible, invisible, whether thrones, golly, and dominions, rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. You know, John, when he writes his gospel, how's he started out? He says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God talking about Jesus and all things were created through him. Paul writes in, uh, in Romans for from him and through him and to him are all things from him created and through him and to him are all things to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. We serve an awesome God, but you have to understand that in order to have supernatural epic faith, you want to be a person of faith, then take a look at the God you serve. Take a moment to stop and say, God, I'm just going to take a moment to look at you. I'm going to take a moment to worship you. I'm going to take a moment to fill my sights with you. And as David said in the Psalms, magnify the Lord because God, you are great and you are awesome and you are worthy of praise. And if you did all of that, then you can take care of this. If you did all of that, then you see me. If you did all of that, then I know you are able. That's the power of looking at a mighty God. I think oftentimes we, we brush over that or we just don't meditate on it. I love that word meditate. It's not like, it's not like you're going to go Indian style and hum or, or, you know, just like find your chi. I don't know, other meditation things. Meditating in scripture is setting your thoughts on God, setting your thoughts on the things of God. It's really important that we do that as believers, that we set our hearts, our eyes, our mind on him, set our eyes on him, set our minds on him. He will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is fixed on him because he trusts in thee. where you, you want to be a person of perfect peace, set your mind on God, set, look to God. He's a powerful God. God, you are the God of creation. Wake up in the morning. You don't have to do it every morning, but every once in a while, it's good to wake up in the morning and go, wow, the sun came up today. How'd that happen? Well, God created it and it, it was good. And I, you know, so many times I, maybe you've heard it before. It's sometimes it can be a little bit cliche, but it's really crazy that we're, I think 93 million miles from the sun, like the perfect distance and the, the world spinning the perfect way 
so we can have day and night. So we're not all burning up or freezing. We serve a mighty God. So you don't have to know all the numbers to wake up in the morning and say, wow. And that's a good thing to do. Because when you know the power of God, then you know, he knows, you know, but he also cares for you. Before we go farther into this passage, I want to read you this Psalm, Psalm 146. It says, blessed is he whose help is God of Jacob, whose hope in the Lord is God who made heaven and earth. So there you see it again. Blessed means happy, joyful. There's a joy that comes from knowing when you're walking with God and he created everything, there's a blessing that comes from that, a confidence that comes from that, a joy that comes from that, and a faith that comes in prayer. The second thing I want you to see is God gives his power to his people. Reading on in Isaiah, it says, he gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Now, I don't know if you've ever done that. Uh, there's a experiment you can do with like an egg, a hard boiled egg, and you can put, you can put it on top of a bottle. Anybody ever done this before? If you put a match in a, a bottle and put a hard boiled egg on top of it, the fire eats up the air inside the bottle and it creates a vacuum and it sucks the egg into the bottle. And that lack of air attracts, it's what actually creates the sucking. So the air, the air is coming in. It's actually wanting the air on the outside of the egg. If you've not seen this before, this makes no sense and you need to watch YouTube videos after the service, but it's grabbing the air outside the egg and sucking it in. And I, that is actually a great picture for what we're reading here. We can put it, or it's still up there. Uh, he gives power to the faint and to him not who has no might, he increases strength. I think of that verse where it says, God is near to those in times of trouble. You know, that God gives power to the faint and to him who has no strength, he increases it. If, you don't have, if you're faint, if you're weak, if you don't have strength, it actually attracts when you're walking with God, his power to your life. So what a great thought. So we serve this mighty God. And if you're in here tonight and you're like, I don't feel good and I don't feel strong and I don't feel like I have what it takes, then you just need to get close to God because his power is actually attracted to that. He, he's like, oh, there's somebody who needs me. Like I'm attracted to, I wanna, God wants to be with you. Your weakness doesn't repel God. In fact, my God, Jesus says to Paul, my power is made perfect in weakness. When you're weak, you're actually in the perfect state for me to work in your life. And so when we go back and we say, God, you are awesome and you are the king of the universe, yet then I am weak, then we all of a sudden, like the math equation that is a lot simpler than the one we were doing earlier comes together and it's go, oh wait, God is powerful, I am weak, God helps weak people, I'm in a good spot. That builds faith. This is kind of like, I, you know, you can feel it kind of clicking. And this is where that scripture in Hebrews comes alive, where you say, oh, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Wait a second. The word of God is coming alive to me right now. All of a sudden I have faith in my situation because I'm like, oh yeah, God is powerful. I do believe that. Oh wait, God gives power to the weak and I am in need. I'm a candidate for God's power. God's actually attracted to that. God says, I want to be around that. 
He's ready to give you his strength. And I hope if you're here tonight and you're like, man, when you read that scripture at the beginning of the message, I resonated with that. I said, man, God's forgotten me. And, and I, I feel like he's far. I feel like he doesn't care. Then I hope that that your perspective has already shifted because you can't live there just because you feel that way doesn't mean that all of a sudden God's going to come in. It's when you you say, okay, I feel this way, but God, I believe your word and I'm going to get close to you. That's when his power comes into your situation. And you see that in this scripture. And the final thing I want you to think about is God's power comes through time with him. The writer keeps on writing. He says this, even youth shall be faint and weary. I love that. Even strong people, even people that you feel like, man, they're, they're really healthy and it doesn't seem like they ever sleep and they're never tired and they like drink protein shakes all the time and they're awesome. Even they get tired. Even they run out. But you know what? There's a place that you can be that there's a consistency and a grace and the strength you need all the time. And it doesn't mean that you're going to feel like that all the time. It means that all the time, if you just keep coming back to that place, you're going to have the strength that you need. And where is that? The young man grow to fall in exhausted, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Well, then how do I get that strength from the God who created the universe? Yeah, I think I got it that he knows about me. How do I get that strength? Well, then go to the next verse. They who wait for the Lord. What's wait for the Lord? That's saying, God, I'm going to get in your presence and I'm going to be with you. I'm going to spend time with you because I want to get close to this God who created everything. And I'm going to bring my needs to you. I'm just going to be with you. I'm going to wait on you. Wait for the Lord. That's where you find the strength because God says, all right, you're drawing near to me. I'm attracted to that, that weakness. I said, you know what? If you get close to me, I'm going to help you. He's near to those in time of need. I'm, I'm going to be near to you. They waited on me. I'm going, to, I'm going to renew their strength. I love this. They shall mount with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. So it doesn't matter the, the distance you have to go. If you look down, whatever, whatever you're facing right now, wherever you need God's help, and you say, man, that looks like a tall mountain. That looks like a long road. And I don't know. It doesn't, that doesn't matter. What matters is, God, I can go if I'm with you because you have plenty of power for the journey, strength for the road ahead, grace, and that gives you faith. The person of faith isn't somebody that has it all together spiritually. The person of faith isn't somebody that is just living on the mountain all the time. The person of faith is the one who says, I'm going to stay there and I'm going to look to who God is. I'm going to keep my eyes on him and I'm going to stay close to him. And God says, I'm right there and I haven't forgotten you and I care about you and I'm here for you. And I think on a night like tonight, we're going to close here in just a second.
But as we're here together, you know, do you think, I think something that you have to recognize when you come to the prayer meeting, or maybe you're watching online and you're saying, God, I'm gonna make this a priority, is that the really cool thing, and I think it, hopefully it encourages you, is you've really, you've really already taken a step to do this. And the enemy hates to give you any credit for anything, you know? So he's like, you're here and you don't even wanna be here. Or you're here and you don't, you know, you don't feel like praying and you're here. And you know what you need to say? You're like, well, I'm here, all right? So, okay. <laughs> and you know what, because God sees that. God sees that you're out here. God sees that you're watching online. And God says, that's a, I love that. They took a step towards me. So what you need to do is say, God, I know you love that. And I am here and God, I want to, I'm going to get closer. I'm going to take, just take a little time because God, I know if I wait on you, you're going to give me the strength that I need. I know you're a big God. I'm going to meditate on you. And I'm going to take a moment to be in your presence. And I know you're going to help me. And that's what builds that faith that helps you walk in that faith because God cares about what you're walking through and he definitely sees it. And he's 100% able to do something about it.